It's time for the most interactive radio program in Las Vegas today. It's time for Pushing the Limits with Brian Shapiro. Brian will talk sports, politics, entertainment, and anything that matters to you. Feel free to call Brian at 702-221-7283. You want answers? I want the truth! Now Pushing the Limits, here's Brian Shapiro. Well, what's up, everybody? Happy Thursday. It is Pushing the Limits. So glad you could join us. Broadcasting all over the place, man. That's right. We're everywhere. We're not just on the FM and AM dial, but uh, we're broadcasting live on TikTok. We're live on YouTube. We're live on the Facebook PTL fan page. We're live on uh, Twitch. Twatch. What, what do you call it? Twitch, right? Is that is that what you call it? What the hell's Twatch? Twitch. Twitch. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm very bad at pronunciations. As Twitch. yesterday we learned, I can't say the word quarterback. Quarterback. Yeah, uh, e- exceptionally well. But anyway, we got a lot to get to today. Coming up in hour number two, Paul McKeskey is going to be joining us. The big seven-footer, former um, NBA player and NBA coach, going to be joining us. Are they getting rid of free throws in the NBA? It's a crazy story. We're going to talk about that. Oh, yeah, there's kind of a big basketball game tonight, if you haven't heard. Game one of the NBA Finals between the Miami Heat and the Denver Nuggets. We'll preview that. Plenty to get to. I want to start right off the bat talking about this because um, it's really getting me pissed off. And Matt Gates has something to do with Nellis Air Force Base. We're going to get to that in a moment. Today is June 1st, and June is Gay Pride Month, for lack of a better term. So what does that mean? I think any reasonable person that is not hateful and any reasonable person who is not homophobic, and sadly, there are many people on the far right that are these days, and they're very comfortable in their hatred, Gay Pride Month is about celebrating who you are, not being ashamed of who you are. In this case, if you happen to be gay, be happy with who you are. We know it, folks. We know that in the history of this country, and quite frankly, sadly, the world People who are gay, as a whole in society, are looked down upon, discriminated against, treated differently than people who are straight. And as I've been pretty consistent on this, I don't want to see two guys kissing any more than I want to see a guy and a girl tonguing one another on the side of the street. It's private. I, I, don't, I, I just don't want to see it, right? Two women that I find attractive, that might be a different story for another show. But I'm just being honest with you all. That's all I'm doing. I'm just being honest. But in all seriousness, you know, I don't care if two guys are holding hands or two women are holding hands. Who cares? I don't care. Let people live. Let people marry each other. I don't care. That's the point I'm trying to make. I don't care. But there is so much hatred out there in the world. And, you know, Matt Gates is chomping at the bits today. He's so proud of himself. Matt Gates is so happy. Why is Matt Gates so happy? Well, Matt Gates is happy because he was a big part of canceling this drag show that was scheduled to kick off for Pride Month at Nellis Air Force Base in Nevada. And, and, and folks, I, you, you can't make this stuff up. You really can't. He called on the Air Force to punish anyone associated with organizing this event. According to NBC News, Matt Gates sent a letter to Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin and Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Mark Miley, about this issue, which detailed the Nellis Drag Show and six other events on bases that were approved by the military. Now, why is this important? It's important because, well, first of all, it's important for for a a lot of different reasons. It's important because 
you know, Matt Gates today, he's not talking about the debt ceiling. He's not talking about health care. He's not talking about gun control. He's bragging on social media about what took place or what was supposed to take place at Nellis Air Force Base. He's talking about what would have been a drag show. And if you could give, if anybody can give me an example of how drag shows harm children, how drag shows harm society, how a drag show killed anybody, I'd love to hear from you. A lot of these people on the far right want to talk about how they want to protect children, right? You want to protect, uh, protect children. You want to protect, uh, protect young people in our schools. And then when you ask them, what's the leading cause of death when it comes to children, they, they look at you with a blank stare. And it's not drag queen shows. It's not drag queens reading books to children. It's gun violence. And then when you ask them about gun violence, they have no answers and they have no solutions. Welcome to the Republican Party today, because that's what they do. So Matt Gates is really happy about this. He's gloating about it on social media that uh, Nellis Air Force Base in Nevada here in Las Vegas, Nevada, uh, these drag queen shows aren't going to happen. And Matt Gates was a big part of it because he wrote letters. We don't want our taxpayers going to drag queen shows. Gra- uh, drag queen story hours is not something that the department funds. Uh, Gates was waving flyers and said he was unaware of the drag events. And, and when he heard about it, he immediately sent letters. That's what is on the mind of these Republicans. It's not about health care. They want to complain about inflation, but they don't have any answers for uh, the real problems facing this country. They want to talk about Hunter Biden's laptop. They want to talk about some made up story about how the the Biden family is this crime family. And the whistleblower, by the way, we found out is Rudy Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani is the whistleblower. The drunken idiot and disgraced former mayor is who the Republicans are looking to as a whistleblower. They want to talk about that. They don't want to talk about health care. They don't want to talk about minimum wage. They don't want to talk about middle-class families that are struggling. They don't want to talk about lowering taxes for, for struggling Americans. They want to give tax breaks to the rich. They want to take away a woman's right to choose. And they want to talk about drag queen shows and drag queens reading books to our kids, which you would think, if you listen to them, is the biggest threat to kids in society, indoctrinating our kids. They want to attack our teachers. Teachers are indoctrinating our kids. Critical race theory. They're telling our kids to be gay. But let's give them AR-15s. Yeah, that's very logical. This is what the Republican, this is their platform. Listen to Ron DeSantis speak. Listen to him speak. Matt Gates this morning, he's not talking about the debt ceiling. He's not talking about real issues. He's bragging on social media about how he canceled a drag queen reading hour show at Nellis Air Force Base. I'm not making this up. How can you vote for people like this? These clowns. And yes, it is Gay Pride Month. And for some of you that are homophobic, I would imagine that some of you out there see this as some sort of threat, that a gay pride parade is a threat to you and your family. And I can't stand it when people say, you know, uh, you know, they'll use the term uh, the real nuclear family or they'll use terms like that. Uh, who the hell are you to say what a real family looks like? Who the hell are you to judge everybody else? If two men want to raise a child... I don't care at all. Let them do it. And they'll probably be better parents than a lot of ordinary women. I shouldn't use the term ordinary, a a normal wife and husband. Who cares if two gay people are raising a family 
oh, you're attacking the nuclear family. No, you're not. That's your, that's your biased and buffoonery. You know, and, and, and you have these gay pride parades and these LGBTQ, um, anti, uh, laws that were passed by Governor Ron DeSantis. And they were forced to pull the plug in certain areas of Florida on some of these events. At least four anti-LGBTQ laws have been signed this year by the state's governor who launched an expected bid for the White House last week. And on May 18th, one day after the laws were signed, a digital traffic sign in nearby Lake Nona was hacked and altered to read, Kill All Gays. I'm not making this stuff up. I guarantee you that person is a MAGA supporter. I guarantee you. Am I saying everybody that supports Donald Trump believes that all gay people should die? No, I would never make that claim because it wouldn't be true. But I guarantee you the person who put that sign up and did that is not a Democrat. I guarantee you the person who put that sign up is probably not black either. Probably a white supremacist and probably somebody that would vote for Ron DeSantis. And I can guarantee you it's somebody that has voted for Donald Trump. Why is that? Is that just, uh, why is that? Is that just by luck or coincidence? No, I don't think so. The Orlando Police Department said the incident is under investigation. At least 166 drag queen events between January and April were targeted by threats, protests, and violent action. 166. In March, Tennessee became the first state in the nation to enact a law explicitly targeting drag shows because that's what these right-wingers think. They think that drag shows are a direct threat to this country. Can you find me a drag show where drag queens were reading books to kids and a kid lost his life or it directly harmed a child? I can't think of one example. Not one. The leading cause of death when it comes to kids is guns, not drag queens. But I know a lot of people don't want to hear about that. You don't want to hear about that, right? A lot of people on the right, they don't want to hear about that. The fact that guns are the leading cause of death in children. Don't want to hear about that at all. And Matt Gates must be very proud today. Some of the conservatives must be very proud today that Matt Gates was responsible for canceling some drag shows at Nellis Air Force Base right here in Nevada. He must be very, very proud. What other bills have they passed? What, what, name me one bill that Jim Jordan has passed in his entire career. But they're very proud that they're canceling some of these drag queen shows. It's par for the course. Attack Dr. Fauci. Attack the Biden administration. Biden is in the bunker. Let's talk about the Biden crime family. And let's talk about Hunter Biden's laptop, even though they've had over five years to come up with evidence. And their whistleblower is Rudy Giuliani. That's their go-to guy. Just like their go-to guy when it comes to the 2020 election was stolen to the MyPillow idiot. These are the people that they go to. People with absolutely zero credibility that are clowns that cannot be taken seriously. These are the people that the Republican Party decide to go to. And I, I got to tell you something. that the, the hatred is getting worse, man. It's getting worse. And yes, I'm going to talk a lot about Gay Pride Month. And, and, and full disclosure, I'm pro-LGBTQ. I'm a straight man. Straight or gay, I don't care. I try to treat you the same. Not my thing, right? 
I'm not attracted to men. There's nothing wrong with being attracted to men. If I was, I'm sure I'd be very attracted to Donald Trump because he's a great looking guy. He's in phenomenal shape. I've always said Donald Trump should be on the front of fitness magazine with that fake hair and fake, fake skin color. And, you know, as I like to call him, the orange turd, Uh, I'm sure Melania Trump married him for his lavishly uh, good looks. I'm sure they all have all of his ex-wives, all 30 of them. I'm sure. But anyway, going back, uh, I digress. Going back to what I was saying earlier. This is Gay Pride Month, and nobody's throwing anything in your face. We hear that from the conservatives and the Republicans, the good Christians out there. It's interesting. You call yourself a good Christian, yet you judge other people because they're not like you. Is that what Jesus told you to do? Interesting. Is that what your God tells you to do? Being gay is a sin. No, let me tell you what a sin is. Judging other people because they're not like you. If you think being gay is a sin, then you're a bigot. Yes, I said it. If you think... Being gay is a sin and you're going to hell because you're gay, then you are a bigot and you are probably going to hell. It doesn't mean you have to agree with the lifestyle. Oh, I don't agree with that lifestyle. That's fine. You have that right. But if you think being gay is literally a sin and that's your pathway to hell, then you are a bigot and you use your religion, quite frankly, to hide behind your bigotry. That's what some religious people do. Not all. There are some religious people, particularly those on the far right that call themselves Christians, that use their religion to hide their bigotry. Oh, well, they're not like me. Their sexuality is different than mine, so they shouldn't be allowed to get married. Oh, well, their sexuality isn't like me, so they're going to hell. No, you're going to hell because you're the one that's judging other people. You're going to hell. And... I've got to tell you, man, the hatred is just simply getting worse and worse by the second, it seems, where people seem to be more comfortable in their hatred. Why do people that happen to be gay, why does it, why do some of you feel so threatened by that? Oh, they're shoving it in my face. No, they're not. Guess what? If there's a gay pride parade in your area, I know this might be hard for some of you to understand. You don't have to go. You don't have to go. Just like if there is a gay bar in your city, you don't have to walk into the gay bar either. You don't have to go. You don't have to support what they're doing. Just like a Black Lives Matter protest. I went to a few of those. You didn't have to go. We live in a free country. But some of these gay pride parades are being infiltrated by white supremacists. And there are threats that are being made. Why? Pure bigotry and hatred. That's why. What did these people do to you to make you hate them? Why? Because their sexuality is different than yours? What other reason? Why? It's why for so many years, people who are gay were afraid to say that they are gay. And we still have people like that in our society who are afraid to come out, so to speak, and be who they are. They're afraid. They have to keep it private, not just from, you know, right wingers out there that are bigots, but even members of their own family. They're afraid that they will be disowned if they, they're afraid to be who they are. That's what I'm trying to say. Imagine for the straight people out there. Imagine what it was, what it would be like for you to wake up in the morning and you know that you can't be who you are. You can't show affection towards your girlfriend or your husband or your boyfriend or your girlfriend in public in fear that people will judge you. Imagine what that would be like to wake up in the morning and know that you can't be who you are. You can't be yourself because of all the bigots out there that are going to judge you. They might judge you at work. 
Your own family members might judge you. Imagine what it's like living like that. So some of these people want to have a little parade to to try to be comfortable in who they are and be among other people in the LBGT community, and you won't even let them do that. You won't even let them have their parade or have their month <coughs> to be proud of who they are. I mean, how pathetic are you? Bigot is not a strong enough word to describe some of you people. It's just not. Drag queen story hours, you would think it would be World War III. You really would. And the hatred in this country is, it's not getting better, it's getting worse. You know, I'm, I'm reading this story, and this doesn't have anything to do with, with being gay. It just has, has to do with being who you are and being able to dress who you are and, and being able to have the hairdo that you want to have. Have you heard of this story? I guess this happened where a black woman was wearing a purple wig, and it's like, okay, who cares? Who cares what the color of your skin is? Who cares what type of wig you're wearing, right? Her name is uh, Lizzie Ashley. Minding her own business, she's a TikToker and a local musician there, and she's just walking down the street, minding her own business in New York City, doing absolutely nothing wrong. And an attorney in New York City who is now without a job, his name is Anthony Orlick, takes off and pulls off her wig for absolutely no reason. They don't know each other. And I wanted to play you a little bit of the audio moments after it happened. It, it, it is mesmerizing. Have a listen to this. For what reason? For what reason did you take my wig off? Because what, what made you think that that was the good thing to do? Uh, what made you think that that was the good thing to do? For what? For what? For what? Why did you do that? What makes you think that that's okay? Is that funny? Is that funny? Apologize. You don't even fucking know me. No. Are you, do you hit women please. or something? Please. Why did you take my wig off and keep walking? There's no reason. For what, sir? Why? Can you just apologize and leave? Why? Just say it. Why did you take my wig off and just walk away? Please. Please. Because what? Why? Please. 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 Nah, have a nice one. Have a nice day. You, you're nice as him. He needs somebody to beat his ass. I'm dead ass. So I feel bad for that woman. It's it's pretty bad. And uh, in this video, it appears, and I could be wrong, and this is not an excuse for this idiot who used to be an attorney who pulled this woman's wig off, which is, which is I mean, you can't do that. That's assault. Uh, Anthony Orlick is the name of this former attorney. And I'm sure this is the type of person that will be speaking at the Republican National Convention. They'll see this guy as some sort of hero. Oh, you took a wig off of a black woman? Congratulations. We're going to have you speak at the Republican National Convention. But anyway, um, he looks like he's a little inebriated, looks drunk, and his friends are actually doing the right thing. They're saying, apologize to her, apologize to her. They're actually doing the right thing. And he refuses to. It shows you his character. Like, it's bad enough that you did this. You can't, if you just said, look, ma'am, I'm, I'm a little drunk. I'm sorry. I should have never done that. I, I sincerely apologize. Then he probably would have kept his job and it wouldn't have been a big deal. But this video has gone viral. It's gone viral. Why? White guy, black woman. If this was a white guy with a wig, would he have pulled off a woman's wig if she was white? I don't know. I'm just asking the question. I mean, how much of a of an idiot and a clown do you have to be to be walking down the street and see an innocent black woman walking down the street wearing a wig 
and take it upon yourself to grab and, and throw her wig off and throw it on the ground. What type of disgusting human being do you have to do to do something like that? What do you have to do? I just, I just, I, I, I don't understand. And then there's Michelle Obama, right? So Michelle Obama is having a conversation with uh, Dwayne Wade, Gabrielle Union's child. Their kid was a man, transitioned to a woman. And Dwayne Wade has made some statements, and I don't blame him for saying, you know, we don't want to live in Florida anymore because of Ron DeSantis. So their child has what I believe to be a very respectful and a nice conversation with Michelle Obama. And I'm going to play you a little clip from this conversation that they had. Here's a kid who, who does not comfortable in, in his body, you know, transitioned to a woman. And I see nothing wrong with that at all. Uh, it's all been done with par- parental supervision. And again, I don't see anything wrong with it at all. And Michelle Obama was nice enough to have a conversation with this child. And I want to play you a little excerpt of it. And then I'll explain why I'm playing this in a moment. Here it is. <laughs> But what's on your mind? What do you want to know? What do you want to talk about? Yes, I actually do want to talk to you about, I wanted to ask you one question about your book, which by the way, I have read and I love it. Divine. And yes, so I wanted to ask you, um, what advice do you have for teens who want to be themselves and thrive like you have and currently are? Well, like you have and currently are, you know, um, I mean, you know, I am just so proud of you, you know, being just an amazing role model and embracing your truth, right? Um, you're, you're, you're already doing this. So maybe this is for some other young people that are listening. Um, I feel but let me just say, it, it does take time. So there's something horrible, huh? Michelle Obama saying, you know, I'm, I'm proud of you for being who you are. Thank you for being you. The attacks on social media, I would imagine many of these people being on the right, calling Michelle Obama a man, calling uh, Dwayne Wade, Gabrielle Union's kid, a freak show, attacking Michelle Obama. I've heard statements on social media saying, oh, two guys talking to one another, just horrific comments. And here's Michelle Obama, the first lady, the former first lady taking time out of her day to talk to a transgender woman and tell her that she is proud of her for being who she is. I think any decent, reasonable human being would say that's a good thing. And yet so many people on the right are attacking Michelle Obama and attacking Dwayne Wade's kid for being transgender. Why? The only reason I can think of is you're just a bigot. You're full of hatred. For whatever reason, you see transgenders as a threat. They definitely see Michelle Obama as a threat. Here And by the way, many conservatives see extremely intelligent, educated black women threats. We know that Donald Trump does. God forbid you see a strong black woman with a voice who's very intelligent and very educated. They see all these people as a threat. And if you don't believe me, then why are there so few black women within the Republican Party today? There's a few. Why are they all in the Democratic Party? Explain that to me. Why is it in the history of the Republican Party there are so few minorities? Tim Scott is one of the few. Why is that? Is it just a coincidence? I'm asking you. Is it just a coincidence that in the history of this country, when it comes to Democrats and Republicans, why is it that there are so few minorities within the Republican Party? I'll tell you why. It's a simple answer. Because many middle-aged white Republicans don't want to see black people in the party. They'll tell you they do, but they don't. 
There are some that do. I'm not saying all Republicans are racist. I'm not saying all MAGAs are racist because that wouldn't be true. But in the history of this country, why? Why are there so few minorities? Why are there so few women minorities within the Republican Party? Because they don't want them there. That's why. It's very simple, folks, but people are afraid to say it. You won't hear uh, right-wing echo chamber radio hosts talking about these issues. No. Today, they're going to be talking about how Kevin McCarthy shouldn't have agreed to the debt ceiling and what a wonderful thing that Matt Gates did in canceling these drag queen shows at Nellis Air Force Base. Let's talk about the 10,000 photos that are on Hunter Biden's laptop and the Biden crime family. Let's talk about that. But you notice they're not talking about any real issues that are facing the nation. Gun control, health care, Medicaid, you know, uh, you know, welfare, raising minimum wage, doing something about inflation. You know, it's it's it just it's mind boggling to me. And again, if you don't believe me and you say to yourself, well, Brian, you're just a liberal. You don't know what you're talking about. Why are there so few minorities within the Republican Party? Ask yourself that question. Ask yourself that or you're a Republican. I know the answer. You're very complicit if you don't know the answer. I want to open up the phone lines and we're going to take a break. And here's what I want to do. We've talked about Gay Pride Month. Do you see it as a threat to you? If you do, I want to know why. Do you think it's being pushed in your face? Do you think these drag queen shows are so horrible? If, are you happy with what Matt Gates did? He canceled these drag queen shows at Nellis Air Force Base. Do you, do you really think that this is a threat to society and a threat to kids? I'm going to open up the phone lines and I want to hear from you. On June 1st, Gay Pride Month, what does that mean to you? I don't care if you're straight or gay. I want to know, what does Gay Pride Month mean to you? Do you think it's good or bad for this country? What do you make of Gay Pride Month? What do you make of Michelle Obama? Having a conversation with Dwayne Wade's uh, kid who happens to be transgender. What do you make of some of these signs in Florida that say kill gay people? Why? Because the LGBTQ community wants to have some events. What do you make of all this? Is Ron DeSantis hurting or helping the gay community? The number to call if you want to be a part of the conversation is 702-221-7283. And again, that number, if you want to be a part of the conversation, give me a call right now. I'm opening up the phone lines. 702-221-7283. Again, that's 702-221-7283. Again, for the people that are on social media that... uh, disagree with me uh usually uh the ones that are afraid to call in are keyboard warriors they're not they're afraid to have a debate with me they're afraid to call in and that's fine you don't have to call in if you're too afraid to have a conversation with me or maybe you don't have the intelligence to do so i totally understand you don't want to be embarrassed on the air but i I welcome the opportunity for you to call in again that number 702-221-7283 what does gay pride month mean to you do you think it's good or bad for the country we'll take a quick break We'll be back right after this with your phone calls. You're listening to Pushing the Limits right here on 107.1 FM, 1400 AM, KSHP. Hey, everybody. Are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn? That true blue New York style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. 
We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premier Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn-inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super hero, that is, because why be a sub when you can be a hero? Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it. Selling a home is a huge life event that requires guidance from an expert in the industry and community. My name is Blake Wynn. You may recognize my name as my grandfather was the best governor the state of Nevada has ever had. Growing up in Las Vegas, I've come to know this community intricately. Now, I am raising a family here as well. So I understand all the issues impacting our home and quality of life. As the top realtor for the number one real estate team at Keller Williams, you can have confidence in my experience, knowledge, and track record. When it comes to buying, selling, or investing in real estate, choose a name you can trust and someone who understands the community you call home. Call Blake Wynn today and experience the difference of a trusted expert. 702-540-3311. Sapphire Pool and Day Club, the world's only topless gentleman's day club, introduces its 2023 pool season lineup with a bevy of beauties and social media celebrities throughout the summer who will all host alongside hundreds of Sapphire's topless poolside entertainers. Enjoy brunch in the sun with items like frittata-style omelets, stripping chicken, and French kiss toast before washing it down with signature summertime cocktails. Ten lines, beware, go bear! Ladies are welcome to go topless within the day club for the ultimate party. Guests can purchase affordable day bed packages, cabana packages, lounge chairs, and more. The best part, though? Pushing the Limits will be broadcasting shows every other Friday throughout the pool season with a ton of surprise celebrity guests. Wow! Reserve your spot now. For more info, visit sapphirepoollv.com or call 702-869-0003. That's 702-869-0003. See you at Sapphire. Hey everybody, it's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits. I want to tell you guys about Sahara West Urgent Care and Wellness. They're conveniently located on the southwest corner of Sahara and Jones. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. At Sahara West Urgent Care, they'll take care of all your health care needs. They offer routine services such as physicals, STD testing, car accident treatment and work injuries. You name it, they do it. They have on-site x-ray, EKG, ultrasound, and labs. They treat chronic conditions such as asthma, blood pressure, diabetes, and more. They also offer general wellness exams, treatments such as testosterone enhancement and cancer screening. They're located on Sahara, 6125 West Sahara Avenue. Their number is 702-248-0554. And the best part, they accept most major insurances and affordable cash pay prices, office visits starting at just $95. And I'm also a client, so please give them a call, 702-248-0554. Welcome back. It is Pushing the Limits on a Thursday. Thank you so much for joining us. We got uh, the seven-footer, former NBA player and coach Paul McCaskey is going to be joining us hour number two to kind of preview game one of the NBA Finals tonight. Going to talk a little Stanley Cup Finals as well. Game one is on Saturday in Las Vegas. Been talking about Gay Pride Month today. And we've been talking about Matt Gates, who's very proud of himself this morning and canceling a, a drag show. 
Drag U Nellis, I guess it was supposed to be called, at Nellis Air Force Base. Because if you ask some of these uh, far-right Republicans, what's the biggest threat to society today and to children? It's drag shows because they're idiots and they care more about canceling drag shows than they actually do about helping people in this country. You know, a perfect example of that is Target and the whole Target controversy, right? And I don't think it should be a controversy at all. It's sad. What did Target decide to do? All they decided to do was have sections in their stores and selling pro-LGBTQ clothes, accessories, what have you. And there are people that in society that are so intolerant and so judgmental that they're not just boycotting Target, but they're making it a point to attack Target. And, oh, my God, they're pushing this on our kids. They're pushing this on people. It's, it's like it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Where are we at now in society? Where are we at? Where if you walk into a clothing store, you have to agree with everything that they sell in that store? Like, I, I, I just, I, I don't comprehend. I don't understand it. Like, if I walk into a sex store, for example, and I'll use this as an analogy. I think I've used this as an analogy before. There are certain toys or gadgets in that store that I'm probably not interested in, right? It doesn't mean I'm not going to shop in that store. It doesn't mean that I'm going to go into that store and, and never shop there again. Like, for example, there might be some gay porn in that store, right? There might be some gay porn. Uh, not something that I would watch, but I don't have a problem with them selling it there. They're not shoving it in my face. You know, it's not like I'm going to like a Chippendale uh show and, and they do shove some certain things in your face there but you know that going into it so you don't go to the sh you don't go to the show right yeah exactly exactly everybody lost their appetite uh, earlier today but it, it just doesn't make any sense to me so the question that i'm asking you maybe you could help it make sense to me because i don't understand why do you see these drag queen shows as some big threat to society or the other question is why do you think so many people on the far right See it as some sort of threat. The number to call if you want to be a part of the show is 702-221-7283. And again, that number is 702-221-7283. And I asked the question, it is Gay Pride Month. Do you see Gay Pride Month as a threat? And I, I again, Black History Month. Why do they have Gay Pride Month? Why do they have Black History Month? Because these people have been marginalized. They've been marginalized for ages. They are treated differently than if you are a just middle-aged, white, straight man. You're different. You're treated differently, and it shouldn't be that way. But unfortunately, it is. And it's sad, and it's wrong, and I wish that wasn't the case. But it is the case, and it's, it's, uh, it's, it's unfortunate. Again, that number to call, 702 221-7283. If you want to be a part of the conversation, let us start with Carl. Carl, what's going on? Uh, yeah, how you doing? Brian, everything okay? How's it going, my man? Everything's good. Good, good. Listen, uh, I think I mentioned this a long time ago, but uh, it's, it's a matter that it's a thing that I know something about. And a lot of the, the reason a lot of these people who seem to hate gays and hate 
this and hate that and despise that. It's a psychological matter. In psychology, a person who feels that he may have tendencies to go that way will over overcompensate and, and, and act like they really hate these people and want to get rid of them and kill them, get rid of them, because they have these feelings in them of there may be something there within them. Yeah. Well, that could be, uh, that, that, that's definitely a part of it. I think certainly a big part of it is homophobia. Uh, a part of it, I, I think somebody like Mike Pence probably enjoys drag queens and probably uh, enjoys it more than you and I w- would think uh, he does. But yet he's so anti-gay. His wife works at a school where you can't be gay to teach there or work there. You can't be gay if you go to school there. They call themselves these ultra-right, far-right Christians, uh, loving Christians, yet let's judge everybody that is not like us. That's not loving. That's the opposite of loving. That's what you would call a bigot. Right, right. Well, homophobia is hating anything that's uh, different sexually than you are. And the reason, like I said before, they're doing it is because they're afraid of their own feelings and what they may secretly like. And they have to show it to the the world. I agree. They are. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I'm with you, man. I'm with you, Carl. Good to hear from you. Good to hear from you as always, Carl. Thank you. And and you're absolutely right. Uh, By the way, number to call 702-221-7283. And again, that number 702-221-SAVE. Even though I can't save all of you, I can promise you of that. I don't understand it and I never have. Maybe it's because I wasn't raised that way. I was raised to treat everybody the same regardless of what their sexuality is or what they look like or, or the type of clothes that they wear. I've always been the type of person that tries to treat everybody the same. If you're dumb or if you're stupid or if you're hateful, you're going to be, you know, any one of those things regardless of what your sexuality is or what you look like. You know, there are bad people in society that are gay. There are bad people in society that are straight doesn't matter what the color of your skin is. There's good people and there's bad people. And I try to uh, look at life that way. But there are a large portion of people in society that do not, unfortunately. They judge people. Now, you might hear somebody on the radio or you might hear a politician on the right say, I have no problem. Live and let live. But their behavior is, is, is the exact opposite of that. Whether it's Matt Gates trying to cancel these drag shows at Nellis Air Force Base. Or if it's these politicians that are calling out Target because, God forbid, they're selling shirts with rainbows. They say live and let live, but in reality it means I hate you because you're different than me and you're going to hell. Because that's what my religion tells me and I just use my religion as a scapegoat for me being a bigot and me being homophobic or transphobic. That's really what it comes down to. People use their religion to hide and to try to tell people that it's okay to be a bigot because that's what my religion tells me to be. It's really sad. It's really, really sad. And again, I asked the question earlier, why is it that there are so few minorities within the Republican Party today I also ask why there's so few people that are gay that are within the Republican Party. And I think I know the answer to both. 
the history of this country when it comes to Republicans. Republicans are anti-gay. I'm sorry. That's a fact. Most Republicans in this country, if they had it their way, they would tell you that they don't want gay people to be able to marry one another. I'm not making anything up. If I am, tell me what I'm making up here. Why are there so few minorities within the Republican Party? I want to take a quick break, and uh, I'll take some phone calls on the other side, 702-221-7283. And again, that number, uh, if you want to be a part of the conversation, 702-221-7283. Because I'm going to go uh, in the bathroom, and I'm going to go dress in drag, and then I'm going to come out and... and, uh, have a little drag show and, and I'm going to read to some children. I hope that's okay with my Republican friends that are listening. Now we'll take a quick break. I'm going to take some phone calls on the other side. 702-221-7283. And again, that number, if you want to be a part of the program, 702-221-7283. Take a quick break. Be back right after this. It's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits. I want to tell you guys about Sahara West Urgent Care and Wellness. They're conveniently located on the southwest corner of Sahara and Jones. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. At Sahara West Urgent Care, they'll take care of all your health care needs. They offer routine services such as physicals, STD testing, car accident treatment, and work injuries. You name it, they do it. They have on-site x-ray, EKG, ultrasound, and labs. They treat chronic conditions such as asthma, blood pressure, diabetes, and more. They also offer general wellness exams, treatments such as testosterone enhancement, and cancer screening. They're located on Sahara, 6125 West Sahara Avenue. Their number is 702-248-0554. And the best part, they accept most major insurances and affordable cash pay prices. Office visits starting at just $95. And I'm also a client. So please give them a call, 702-248-0554. Hey, everybody. Are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn? That true blue New York style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premier Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn-inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super. Hero, that is. Because why be a sub when you can be a hero? Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it. The Farmer's Burger from Farmer Boys. Beef, bacon, cheese, hand-smashed avocado, and fresh veggies. Best burger champ. That's how we drop the mic. Farmer Boys. Farm food ain't fast food. Farmer Boys' new always crispy fries stay crispier and tastier all the way home. If they make it home, sharing is caring. Farmer Boys. Farm food ain't fast food. 
Jumpers Jungle Family Fun Center is an indoor children's jump and party space in Las Vegas located at 2050 South Rainbow Boulevard. Kids of all ages can come and jump on our bouncers, race through the obstacle courses, speed down the mega slides, slam dunk into the basketball hoops, and much more. Are you looking for that perfect birthday party venue? Look no further. Jumpers Jungle has a party package that will fit your needs. Check out the open play schedule online at jumpersjungle.com or call 702-463-JUMP. It's time to jump your way to fun at Jumpers Jungle on the corner of Oki and Rainbow. The best choice for convenience, comfort, and value, My Place Hotels are ideal for both short-term and long-term travelers. The rooms at My Place features pillow-top mattresses, microfiber bedding, and a variety of soft and firm pillows. All extended stay rooms offer their own kitchen, which includes a full-size refrigerator and a cooktop. On-site laundry facilities are also available for extended stays at pet-friendly My Place Hotels. Book your stays online at MyPlaceHotels.com, My Place Hotels, St. George, and West Jordan, Utah. Make My Place your place. All right, welcome back. It is uh, Pushing the Limits on a Thursday. Thank you so much for joining us. It is uh, Gay Pride Month, officially. And I know many of my far-right, radical Republican friends are very excited about that. They're just chomping at the bits. They can't wait to go to a gay pride parade. Right? Because that's the biggest threat to society, people who are gay or transgender. Yeah. It's not guns. It's not terrorism or, you know how unhealthy people are in this country. No, no, no. It's, it's, it's a drag queen in a library reading a book to a child is the most dangerous thing. The platform of the Republican Party and Matt Gates and Marjorie Taylor Greene. You know, it's interesting because I think about Dick Cheney, right? And for most of his life, he was anti-gay. He was anti-gay marriage. Uh, you know, he, he, he didn't speak very highly of people that are homosexuals and, his, and, and the way he voted and policy-wise proved that. Same thing with Liz Cheney. And then all of a sudden they found out that their daughter was gay. Liz Cheney's sister, openly gay. And all of a sudden they changed their thought process. They changed their minds about homosexuality. They were wrong. Why does it have to be that way? Why does it have to be uh, somebody in your family is gay and that's the only thing that can make you change? I don't understand that way of thinking. But to many in this country, that's the way they are. And, and, and maybe even worse, if you find out, some of you find out that somebody in your family is gay, you disown them. You kick them out of your house. You treat them differently with disrespect. I know of people that were treated that way. Why is that? And a friend of mine make a good, made a good point, and, and I want to bring it up because I think it's important. What do you think is more destructive or dangerous as far as taking a picture? If you give your six- or seven-year-old child and, and, and hand them an AR-15 to take a Christmas photo, do you find that to be okay, but a six- or seven-year-old taking a picture with, I don't know, a cross-dresser? a transgender. What do you think is more dangerous to society? Because Republicans will openly, some of them, like the Lauren Boberts of the world, does she even still have a family? I don't know. But the Lauren Boberts of the world will take Christmas photos and give their kids AR-15s to hold on to with big smiles on their faces. What do you think is more dangerous to society? By the way, leading cause of death in children 
is gun violence. It's not drag queens. It ain't drag queens. Well, I'll tell you. <laughs> I'll tell you right now. Giving a six-year-old an AR-15 to take a picture and a photo is far more dangerous than a drag queen reading book to a child taking a picture with a child. It's far more dangerous. We have a sick gun culture in this country. It is sick. These people have a fetish for their guns, and I think some of them secretly have a fetish for drag queens. So what they do is they're anti-drag queen. It's kind of like, you know, I, I've interviewed people before that are so anti-gay. All they do is talk about how being gay is sin. And then we find out that they're gay themselves. I'm telling you, you know that person I'm talking about. Everybody knows that person in their life that I'm talking about. Anytime you bring up homosexuality, they're anti-gay. Gay is a sin. You're going to hell. Everybody knows that person that is so anti-gay, and then it turns out that that person is gay themselves. <clears throat> Mike Pence. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with being gay, but I really feel sorry for some of you. I feel sorry for some of you out there in society that feel that way. And it's so interesting when I talk about these issues, right? I could be talking about gun control. I could be talking about transgenders or, or in this case, Gay Pride Month. And people will automatically, that are ignorant, will automatically say, this is funded, this show is funded by the DNC. It's funded by George Soros. Now, those people are obviously uh, morons, right? It's, it's, uh, it's unfortunate. It's very unfortunate. But a lot of people don't want to hear this. A lot of people don't want to hear. A lot of people don't want to hear the truth. I don't know why so many people out there are full of hate. I really don't. Number to call 702-221-7283. And again, that number 221-7283. Let's now go to uh, Chad. Chad is next up. I'm pushing the limits. Hello, Chad. Is Darth, did Darth Vader just call into the show? I don't know. What in the holy hell was that? I think he said De Niro. I heard De Niro. Yeah, I heard De Niro. I didn't hear anything else. What does Robert De Niro have to do with the uh, crossdressers and the LGBTQ community? I don't know. That was very strange. I don't know. That was a that was a very weird phone call. I think Darth Vader just called into the show. Is Darth is Darth Vader a right winger? I, I never knew that. I don't know. I don't know. That was strange. Anyway, the number to call if you want to be a part of the show. 702 221 Seven two eight three. Let's go to Lauren. Lauren is next up. I hope it's a better call. Hello, Lauren. Uh, hi, Brian. Hey, um, uh, just a little, a little bit of history. Uh, you asked a question about um, the, the Republican issue with minorities. Um, in in the uh, nineteen sixty election, there was uh, uh, Martin Luther King was in uh, had been in he was in jail and had contacted uh, uh, Nixon, who was the vice president at the time, to aid in possibly getting him out of jail. He was unsuccessful in doing so. And as a result, Joe Kennedy uh, had uh, used his influence to get uh, King out of, out of uh, the jail that he was in. 
And after that, things kind of transitioned. Prior, prior to that, blacks were more in the Republican Party than they were in the Democrat Party. Well, then why are there so few, that was, why are there so few today? Well, I just answered your question because of of history. It was it was viewed that that uh, uh, Nixon had gone to Eisenhower. Now, although Eisenhower was very instrumental in in, in sending the uh, military down to make sure that black children were allowed to go into southern schools, where the Democrats at that time would not allow them to attend. Or integrate okay, no, I hear what you're saying, and that might be for some older Republicans, but what about millennials? Why are there so few black people that are young black people in society that do not are not registered Republicans? Why are mm-hmm. about, on average, between 10 to 15 percent of black people as a whole in this country today, I'm talking about now, who vote Republican? Now, I think I know the answer to that question, but I want to ask you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I understand what you're saying. You're giving some history of 30, 40, 50, 60 years ago. I get that. But let's talk mm-hmm. about the younger group group of people in this country that happen to be minorities, that most of them, the overwhelming majority of them, are not registered Republicans, they're Democrats. Well, I, I mean, I, I, can, I can somewhat speak to that. I, 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 I've told you before, I have eight children. Mm-hmm. Uh, my children are biracial, black and white. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, uh, I have some that are, that are uh, view my side more. I'm a, I, I, I am a registered Republican. Um, and uh, my wife is a is a registered Democrat. So, I mean, why is the household split? You know, people. I, that's it's your choice. To, to you know, that's the only thing I can come up with. Now, now I, I have some children that are, are are very skeptical about both parties and feel that that neither one are doing good for the country. I, I understand, Lauren. I'm going to give you I a general. I'm going to sure. I'm going to give you my general opinion. I believe that the majority of middle-aged white men that are Republicans, I'm talking about staunch Republicans, do not want to see the look of their party change. They don't want to see it overrun by minorities. Where I believe the Democrats are more arms wide open, we want more women, we want more women of color. Uh you know, again, if you just look at as an example of the Black Lives Matter protest, you know, which party was, hey, for equality and which party is doesn't even believe that systemic racism exists. I think that has a large thing to do with it, uh, especially when it comes to the abortion issue, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and many uh, black people with huge platforms in society. And I'm not talking about Kanye West, but I'm talking about many black athletes, those that were taking a knee, which was the party that was supportive of them taking a knee. And then which was the party that was calling them sons of bitches like Donald Trump did. Uh, these types of uh, situations and social issues are, to me, the main reason why you don't see a lot of younger people. When I say younger people, I'm going to say ages 18 to 30 that are registering as Republicans. Sure, there are always going to be some very small percentage. And when Donald Trump brags about, I got the, the black vote, you know, the uh, my, my black MAGA friends, he got like 12 percent. That's like one out of 10. And they're bragging about that. And, and Republicans refused, in my opinion, uh, to look in the mirror and say, why are we not getting the minority vote? Why are we not getting the black vote? Well, the reason why you're not is because you're, you don't, you want to tell women what to do with their body, right? Um, people, the leader of your party, Donald Trump, I'm not yours, Lauren. I'm just saying in general terms, the leader of the Republican party right now is still Donald Trump. When NASCAR decided to get rid of the Confederate flag, it was the, Donald Trump was the first person in line that attacked NASCAR. 
if you're if I'm a, if I'm an 18 year old black kid, why would I vote for somebody like that? I mean that to me. Well, that's... I mean, I, I I have I have children from <laughs> from their 40s to 16 years old. Right. Okay. And and I I mean I understand what you're saying, and and because of of, of what they I mean I I've got one retired from the military. Mm-hmm. You know that views things completely different because he's actually been in war. Right. Uh, it, it, it's, it's what we're exposed to. I think that, that, uh, uh, probably, uh, I would say the majority of my, my kids are probably independents mm-hmm. because like I said, there's a, there's a complete distrust and not because of their race, sure, but just, just policies that are put out by both parties. Our, our government is broken and, and I'll be the first to admit that as a Republican, we, we are destroying this country. Explain, my explain to me what you think the government is doing. Give me an example of how the government are, is destroying the country. Well, policy. Uh, my, 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 so okay, give, so uh, give me a policy. Uh, okay, okay. The destruction of the American family. What does that mean? Okay, the, dis- okay, is, the destruction what? of the American... Oh, I'm, I'm going to answer your question. Uh, under, under the Great Society, under LBJ, policies change on how families... Uh, I mean, I, I worked for, uh, example, I worked for the Housing Authority many years ago, okay, and there were gen- there was generations of families living in 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 these ho- in the Housing Authority, and it was that uh, there was you weren't allowed to have a man in the house. Well, that's absurd. That's ridiculous. Well, I, I I agree, but that's the way that the policy was written up. Okay, but that's wrong. And that that, that was under that was that was under but who, that was under LBJ. Okay, but but they were wrong. That's wrong. What? Okay, it, it, it's wrong, but it 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 carried on for decades, literally decades. It destroyed the family. The 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 the, the, the husband wife uh, family was destroyed. Under policy, okay, but that's not happening that now. But that's not happening uh, now. Well, a man, you, can, a man could be home. Wouldn't you say that's a good thing, not a bad thing? I, I don't. No, know. no, I'm not saying. I, I'm just. I'm, my point is, I. I mean, I'm giving you. I'm trying to give you a brief history. Okay, I understand, that's but look, what, that's I hear what you. happened to our family. Okay, and that it was, was in the '60s, the '70s, the okay, '80s. Okay, but let's talk about now. I, I want to pick your brain about now. You, you, you're talking about this, the, the family now. What is the government doing in, in regards to your definition of what a, a? I forgot the terminology used of, of a nuke. What did you use? Nuclear family. I'm trying to remember the. the, the well, yeah, a nu- it could be a nuclear family. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So the the. the, the Go ahead. No, I, I just want to hear an example, not from like 50 oh. years ago. What's something that the government is doing now that is ruining families, in your opinion, in your definition? Well, it's already, oh, okay, the transition, in other words, how many single-family households do we have in this country? Would you say that the majority of single-family households are, 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 are what is in this country? Okay, well, well, well. Okay, that's, that's, that's as a direct result of a policy that the government back in the 60s put in place. But wasn't that a policy to help single mothers with housing, it, not to destroy the well, parent actually, household? They, they, no, no, because the majority of, of families at that time were two-family households in all races. 
Okay, I don't know if I agree why, with you there why? or not. I don't know if I agree with you there or not. But Check I, it out. But I want to ask. Well, I want to ask you again though, because I don't know if I've I, you've talked to me about you know thirty, forty, fifty years ago. I'm talking about right now. What is the government doing right now? Uh, listen, there are a lot of single mothers out there. There's no question about it. And by the way, a lot of policies because it became acceptable. That's why it, it it became part of our society. It was no, there was nothing wrong with having a, a child out of wedlock. It became acceptable. But where is there? It, it became acceptable. Where is there a it, government it policy accept- that is trying to persuade uh, kids out of wedlock? Where is there a policy where the government is pushing that? I don't know of any policies that push that. I agree with you. I, I think it's what, unfortunate what, what, for the child. What, but- I'm, what what I'm saying is is the policy was the woman could not have the husband or boyfriend or baby daddy living with their children. Okay, I don't recall a policy. I don't recall a policy that was put down by the government that did that. I mean, I guess uh, I, I, I guess that's where we'll have to agree to disagree. housing and urban development. I was a Section Eight inspector back in the eighties. When I went into a house, okay, I was I I, I had to go through the house and inspect it to make sure it met housing quality I, standards. I understand, and I had to make sure I had to make sure that there were no men's clothes in that in 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 the house. <laughs> And that there were no men living in the house. Okay, well, that's wrong. Like, we, we agree. That, that's I, I agree it's wrong. That, that's wrong, but I don't think that's happening today. Lauren, I'm up against a break, my friend. I do appreciate the conversation, and I appreciate the phone call as always. You have a good day, okay? Okay. Got to run, my friend. Thank you. All right. Well, that was uh, interesting. Interesting conversation. Um, but, hey, you know, what do we learn from Republicans? By the way, if you go on TikTok and you try to spread equality... And you try to tell people that, you know, hatred is not good and you should treat people that are gay with respect. They ban you for a week. That's what they do on TikTok, by the way. Yeah. When you want equality and you call out bad people, I guess, according to TikTok, that's 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 bad. You can't do that. Anyway, we'll take a quick break. I'm so glad YouTube isn't like that, by the way. We'll take a quick break. And when we come back, the big seven footer Paul McCaskey will be joining us. Preview the NBA finals game one tonight. Take a quick break. Be back right after this. You're listening to Push the Limits right here on KSHP. Everybody, are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn? That true blue New York style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premier Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn-inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super hero, that is. Because why be a sub when you can be a hero? Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it. Buying or selling a home is a huge life event that requires guidance from an expert in the industry and community. My name is Blake Wynn. You may recognize my name as my grandfather was the best governor the state of Nevada has ever had. Growing up in Las Vegas, I've come to know this community intricately. Now, 
I am raising a family here as well. So I understand all the issues impacting our home and quality of life. As the top realtor for the number one real estate team at Keller Williams, you can have confidence in my experience, knowledge, and track record. When it comes to buying, selling, or investing in real estate, choose a name you can trust and someone who understands the community you call home. Call Blake Wynn today and experience the difference of a trusted expert. 702-540-3311. Sapphire Pool and Day Club, the world's only topless gentleman's day club, introduces its 2023 pool season lineup with a bevy of beauties and social media celebrities throughout the summer who will all host alongside hundreds of Sapphire's topless poolside entertainers. Enjoy brunch in the sun with items like frittata-style omelets, stripping chicken, and French kiss toast before washing it down with signature summertime cocktails. Ten lines, beware, go bear! Ladies are welcome to go topless within the day club for the ultimate party. Guests can purchase affordable day bed packages, cabana packages, lounge chairs, and more. The best part, though? Pushing the Limits will be broadcasting shows every other Friday throughout the pool season with a ton of surprise celebrity guests. Wow! Reserve your spot now. For more info, visit sapphirepoollv.com or call 702-869-0003. That's 702-869-0003. See you at Sapphire. Shopping is always easy with the Radio Shopping Show. Whether it's shopping during any one of our live shows right here on AM 1400 or listening live on the KSHP app, you can always call in at 702-221-7283 to pick up great deals with your favorite host. Or shop 24-7 at KSHP.com. Go to KSHP.com and select Shopper's Guide to browse hundreds of businesses featured on the show. Place your order online and we'll have it shipped right to your front door. With so many possibilities, it's hard not to shop. All right, welcome back. It's Pushing the Limits on a Thursday. A lot to talk about. Speaking of a lot to talk about, you know, my parents are moving to Las Vegas in a couple months, and I, and I said to myself, who could I call that could really help my parents find a great place to live? And I got to tell you, my good friend, Blake Gwynn, you might recognize the last name because his grandfather... Kenny was a uh, wonderful governor here in the great state of Nevada. And Blake is a real estate agent, and uh, he works for Keller Williams. So I gave my mom Blake's number. She calls him. He could not have been nicer. Gave her all the expertise and the advice that she needed, and my parents were comforted by that. You know, And in a very difficult time when we just lost, you know, they just lost their daughter, my sister. And Blake could not have been nicer. His assistant was so nice, and they took care of my parents. And I'm telling you right now, Blake over at Keller Williams, uh, you won't find anybody better in this town. By the way, he's lived here his entire life. If I'm going to hire anybody, right, an attorney or a real, especially a real estate agent, you want somebody that really knows Las Vegas. Blake is the guy over at uh, Keller Williams. Can you please give him a call? He'll give you a special deal if you mention this show. Give him a call. If, even if you're just thinking about buying a home. Just thinking about it. Give him a call. He'll give you all the, the, the free, good advice you need. Give him a call. 702-540-3311. Again, that number. Keller Williams. Call Blake. Tell him I sent you. 702-540-3311. You know, we had uh, 
uh, Mr. John Taffer in studio yesterday. He's a very large man and he's very intimidating, but not as large as the man and as intimidating as the man that we have in studio. Do you, do you, want, me to, do you want me to yell at you today too? Oh, I, I got love, it. I could do that. I love you. Well, this is <laughs> this is what uh, this is a little I bit. I would not attack your clothes though. This was, but right. Paul McKeskey, This was this was uh, Mr. Taffer uh, yesterday. Listen to this, Brian Shapiro. You're an idiot, but I love you. <laughs> That okay, was... <laughs> I, I could definitely relate to that. <laughs> yeah, I bet, that's all of us I, right I, now. I, I, I bet you could. That was John Tapper yesterday. Anyway, Paul, good to see you as always. Appreciate you being here. This is a very exciting time. If you're a basketball fan, this is what you wait for: uh, the NBA championship on the line, uh, game one tonight versus the Miami Heat against the Denver Nuggets. We're going to talk about some other things as well, including Monty Williams getting the getting a new job in Detroit. Uh, are we going to be getting rid of free throw shooting in the NBA? There's a lot of weird stuff to talk about. But let's start with the big story, of course, which is the NBA Finals. And it's interesting, right? Because the Miami Heat it just seemed like yesterday they had to win Game 7 in Boston. And now all of a sudden, uh, Game 1 has started right away. And uh, in Denver, uh, what do you make of this quick turnaround for the Miami Heat? Well, really, if you think about it, it's not as quick as people think because uh, I've, I've did that before as a player. When, when I was with the Milwaukee Bucks, we beat the Bulls on a Tuesday and we had to play Philly on a Thursday. Mm -hmm. So actually, they uh, beat Boston on a Monday. Mm -hmm. uh, I think they would probably fly to Denver on Tuesday morning, not too early. And then get into Denver, get a shoot around, then have a whole day on Wednesday and play on Thursday. That's they've been used to playing every other night, and so they actually got one more day of break than they usually get. And uh, you know, so I, I kind of discount that a little bit. And uh, I am the uh, uh, rest and rest guy. Uh, rest, yes, five, four, five days, yes, uh, ten days. That's that's more on rust on my on my part, but. You know, Miami's done. I mean, Denver's a great team, put together spectacularly. They look like they care about each other. They have talent at every position. They're not deep. They're not deep. They play most of their guys 35 to 45 minutes a game. That's tough in a seven-game series. But uh, And their coach is very, very good. Mm -hmm. um, they, and, uh, you know, they have the Joker, who's one of the best, if not the best players in the world right now. Absolutely. Um, but you cannot discount what Miami Heat have done. They beat my beloved Bucks, uh, took, handled them in the first round. They did. Uh, the number one rated. Uh, you know, then they had a little respite with the Knicks, I think. And then they beat the number two team in Boston, in mm -hmm. Boston, in game seven. Very so impressive. That's not a fluke right now, there. No, let's talk about uh, Mr. Spolstra for a moment here. Now, obviously, you've, you've had some great coaches. Uh, you've worked with great coaches as an assistant in the NBA. You've played for some great coaches. And you've played against some great coaches, guys like Pat Riley. Uh, Pat Riley, Chuck Daly, Red Auerbach, Phil Jackson, right? There's there's some you put on Mount Rushmore. Don, Don Nelson. Don Nelson would be another one. He's a, he's a legendary coach. There's no question about Lenny that. Lenny Wilkins. Lenny Wilkins friend. is another one. But I, yeah. do you put Spolstra close to that? Is he in that argument yet? I think he's close. I mean, just look at his record and look at his championships and look at what he's done. You know, it's uh you know he was such a young coach and he look at him he looks so young but really yeah. I think he's fifty something now mm -hmm. you know he just looks young but you know he came up through the ranks it's you know through the video room and and then uh, as an assistant coach uh, but his success is uh, he holds players accountable but he can do that because Pat Riley is right over his left shoulder so when someone confronts 
Spolstra, he's looking at Pat Riley right in the face. And that's a different animal. And if Pat Riley will, will back you up and anything that goes on in that organization, uh, there's very few coaches. Just look at who got fired this year. Great coaches that got fired. Uh, there's only, you know, Spolstra because he has Pat Riley. Uh, Popovich because he's Popovich. So there's very few of those guys left. Doc Rivers isn't even Doc Rivers anymore. Hmm. So uh, I think that's part of it. But he he's uh, you know he, he threw in the uh, a zone against the Celtics. Figured out they couldn't play it, so played it more. Uh, you know he mixes things up. He's not afraid to think out of the box. He's not afraid to take on a challenge. There's no question about that. And you have to have the utmost respect for him. Let's talk a little bit about from a gambling perspective. Uh, the Nuggets are about a four-to-one favorite to win this series. Uh, let's talk about the game tonight. Uh, Nuggets are favored by nine points, which is a very large spread for an NBA Finals, no matter what NBA Finals you're talking about. And uh, the over/under is two nineteen. What, what, what do you think about that? That just seems like a lot of points. Yeah, it, it scares me because <clears throat> it's a lot of points. But anymore, you know, a couple threes, and you know, it, it changes everything. Right. And uh, you know, but that is a lot of points to give up and. Uh, you know, I, I think, and I've told you and some other people, you know, if they, I think Miami has a chance to sneak game one. And, uh, you know, if you can have a chance to sneak game one, then you should take that bet of nine points, right? I agree. <laughs> I, I agree a hundred percent and maybe sprinkle a little bit, um, on the money line as well. Uh, do you think Jimmy Butler will have a double double tonight? That's a bet that you can make online. What do you think about that? Uh, I think Denver is a better rebounding team than the Celtics and some of the teams. I know he's had double doubles before, but I, I, I don't know if he gets ten rebounds tonight. Yeah, I, I tend to I tend to agree with you on that one. Now there's all sorts of different bets you can make. Um Caleb Martin is an interesting one. Oh, uh yeah. field goal three point field goals over under two and a half. What do you think about that? I I'll take the over on that. I mean yeah. Caleb, everyone know you know, Caleb's from you know, went to Un University of Nevada Reno. Uh, with his twin brother and was undrafted and has really stepped into the limelight. And you know what? People don't think I, I've had <laughs> someone told me how good Tyler Hero was and that they can't <laughs> win without him. But because of that injury allowed uh, Caleb Martin to step forward and get right. more minutes and be who now he stepped into that role. The one thing that Jimmy Butler has had a history of rubbing players and teammates the wrong way. Sometimes. Because he pushes them and prods them and, you know, you got to work hard on me. And one thing he said, I saw an announcement, he said, uh, I pride myself on how hard I work. And that's how you can, uh, sh you know, speak up or shut up and mm -hmm. step up on what you do. And he said, Caleb Martin is there every step of the way. That's impressive. Very impressive. Let's talk a little bit about Mr. Jokic. Um, here's an interesting line tonight. <laughs> Total points, rebounds, and assists. The over-under is 50 and a half. Ooh. 50 and a half. That's a lot. Even for Jokic. I mean, game one, oof. I don't know if I could take the over there. I mean, he, maybe he scores 35 points and grabs 20 boards. I don't know. But, but boy, that's a lot uh, to me. What, that's 30, 10, and 10, right? Yeah. Uh, I, that's close. I would look at the over on that. I mean... Especially, you know what? Especially if Miami throws that that weak ass zone at them, because he's going to be in the middle of it. Yeah. He's going to be scoring or passing and getting offensive putbacks because mm -hmm. no one, you know, uh, uh, no one in Miami can block him out. Bam can't block him out. Uh, you know, these guys aren't big enough to block him out. Right. So I might 
be tempted to take the over on that. That's a lot. How outrageous it sounds. That is right? a lot. Uh, points and assists for Jimmy Butler, uh, the total is 33 and a half. What do you think about that? Points and assists? Yeah. 33 yeah. and a half. That sounds right about yeah. right, right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, Denver is up tempo mm-hmm. usually. So, you know, I, I can see that happening. So we'll have to we'll have to wait and see. I'd five dollars, please. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. For the record, I did make a twenty dollar <laughs> wager with uh, with Big Mo when we were watching the uh, game seven. He thought that the Celtics would take the lead at the half. I said absolutely not. No, I I said they would outscore or outscore them. in the second half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were you were definitely and little did I know how you were you were definitely you were definitely wrong on that one. Oh. See, I think the bit the key to this series to me, there's a few big keys, but Caleb Martin's certainly one of them for Miami. Butler can't do it by himself. Martin's been fantastic. If the Miami Heat are going to win tonight, they're going to have to have uh, maybe not a huge game, but Martin's going to have to make shots, and he has. Uh, the over-under on points and rebounds for Caleb Martin is a modest 22-and-a-half. What do you think about that? That's right. I think Denver is going to focus on him more. He's been, had the leisure of everybody kind of forgetting about him, mm-hmm. you know, because they're thinking about uh, Duncan Robinson or someone else, and now they – that he's in their scouting report as one of the top two players. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, I think he might struggle uh, tonight to get that number. I tend to agree with you. I think ha- after having the phenomenal Game 7 that he had, I tend to think that maybe he's not going to have a great yeah. shooting night tonight. Yeah. But you like the Jokic over. Huh? That's yeah. interesting. So like with, with Caleb Martin, here's, what, here's how it goes. So we're preparing to play uh, a Miami. And uh, t- uh, three weeks ago, Caleb Martin is on our scouting report. He's 5, 6, or 7 of concerns now he's two or three Mm -hmm. so that means your players are going to be focused more on him uh defensively uh do you want me to i'll I'll show you (laughs) i'll I'll throw in a twist right here okay so if i had eric spolstra's phone number if i was one of his assistant coaches i would be begging him to play omar yerksvin from turkey why because he's seven foot, two hundred and seventy-five pounds. He's long. He's a euro. He's athlete. He's not athletic, but he's long and physical, and has the beef. He's just got back from a, a ankle injury, but uh, up till then he was in their rotation. So I need to. We need to throw a big body at the Joker. We have to throw a big body. Whatever happened at to Kevin Love, by the way? Well, he he'll play more. He'll but play, he, right? But he he's six ten, two fifty. He's right. so throw. Give Omar coach. Give Omar five minutes in the first half. Who cares? We can't lose. If it works, let's play him a little more in the second half. If it doesn't, put him on the show. It's the first half. But let's see if he can bother Joker just for five minutes. Give him three fouls. Put Mokeski in. If I gave you a crisp <laughs> $20 bill like you gave me when I won the bet against you the other after, day. After, before I wrinkled it up. Correct. Yeah, it yeah, he did. He did, actually. <laughs> what is the bet tonight? What, you know, I, I agree with you when you say that my, if there's one that Miami could steal, it could be tonight. I tend to agree with you. What is the one bet from what I'd give you on 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 the spread and some of the props that you would say, okay, that that's the one I'm going to take? Okay, let, 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 call up Vegas right now. We're in Vegas. <laughs> call them up. And How I do you want, call Vegas. Who do you call? Uh, I don't know, Mister Vegas. There, you know? <laughs> Bugsy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know everybody. Shoot. So. I, I would want to bet on the board that says if Omar Yerksman plays, <laughs> Miami wins. That's the bet I want. <laughs> I don't think they have that one, Mo. I don't like, think they have it up on the board. Maybe at the maybe at the McKeskey Beach Club Sportsbook they That's have that right. line yeah. up there, but yeah. I, I don't know if they have that one. And uh, my son Michael is the uh, is the point uh, guy on it, that. Yeah, your your son Michael happens <laughs> to be good. a very good sports handicapper. <laughs> I'll tell you what I like. Um, I, 
I like the points. What's that, what's that again? Nine. No, no, uh, the yeah. over-under is 219. 219. I don't know if I have an opinion on that. Um, I would lean under, but I don't know. Um, I, th- I what would concern me about tonight is not not Miami being tired. They've proven that they're 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 good to go. What concerns me is the altitude. Um, that's what would concern me uh, in the second half, particularly. So I don't know, but I would I would say uh, maybe like a teaser buying points. I think you can buy six or seven. I w- I would take Miami plus sixteen, and I would take the over. And get it down to like 212. I mean, Denver's going to score points tonight, right? Both teams mm-hmm. are going to score. Um, that's kind of what I would lean towards. I, I, I would be surprised if Miami was blown out yeah. in this game. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I, here's the thing with altitude. I played there before. There's a reason when you look on the floor is 5,740, whatever it is, that's on their floor at the free throw line. If you look, it's on their floor. That's so the people look at it. It's also in the locker room. It's also in your locker. Oh, you know, welcome to the Mile High City. We are at this altitude. If you need oxygen, just call. That's that's subliminal stuff. That's right there. Uh, but here's the difference: that people are overplaying it. They've been, if they've been there since Tuesday. They got a little shoot around Tuesday night. They had a decent practice Wednesday. They're going to be more adapted to the altitude right now than they would if it was uh, quick in and quick out. Here's here's the other thing. Altitude, as far as I know, when I played up there or anywhere in altitude, it's the uh, get over the hump, the, the second breath uh, theory. So you're going to get tired fast, quick. And once you get past that, then it's okay. Then you can play, and then it then it gets down to you. But you know the fact it used to be the theory was run it out fast, get through that first uh, layer of okay. You know, get your second wind as fast as you can, and then you'll be okay. But altitude. I mean, I'm you know I am a scientist, so you know <laughs> that's why they call me Doctor Mo. But at some point, your body you know has to take in the oxygen to perform right. And at some point, I've seen it in drills where we have conditioning drills, the beep drill. You got five seconds from one court to the other, and it beeps every time. And at some point, at 20 or 20, whatever that point is, your body's not going to be able to keep up with that because oxygen can't come in. That and when I, sense, saw, yeah. when I saw players do this, it's a great, it's a great condition to see where you're at. They don't just... They don't just, they start shutting down slowly. Their legs start to wobble. They start going, you know, they're supposed to be in a straight line. They start going sideways a little bit because their oxygen can't get to their body. That's so interesting. Get wow. to your second win and hopefully don't get to that point. That's interesting. I want to ask you this. Okay. Since you've been a coach in this game for such a long time, for decades, I want to start with Miami's side. If you're Spolstra, what is your game plan? Uh, what do you do to, tr- to try to, uh, get an edge over the Denver Nuggets? What's the game plan? Well, I, I think, uh, you know, we're going to do what we've been doing. Everybody underestimates us. We don't care. They're telling everybody we're going to keep doing what we are going to do, but we're also going to move the joker. By that, I mean whoever his, he's guarding, you're going to be involved in the pick and rolls. You're going to be involved in the dribble handoffs, multiple dribble handoffs. We want the joker to be moving all the time, not resting on defense. You know, that, that's, that's one part of my strategy. Then we're going to play our game. All right, let's go to the other side now. Uh, you're the head coach of the Denver Nuggets. What do you do to get the job done against the Miami Heat? We're going to keep doing you know, what we've done, trust each other. Everybody's going to be a part of this. And, uh, you know, on the side, you know, just be, you know, I hope. I mean, I don't know anymore, man, because, you know, we're going to be prepared for their zone. 
they can't guard us man to man, so they're going to throw zone. What are we going to do? Mm-hmm. I can drop a play right now, horns, baseline, runner, overload. That would kill the zone. So hopefully they have something like that. So you think we're going to see zone? Absolutely. Tonight? Yeah, no question. And, you know, you'll see uh, uh, Love more. He didn't play much in the last series. You'll see him this series. Can you explain to me this, though? When you're playing zone in the NBA, obviously there's an illegal defense three-second violation. Explain to the listeners how you can play a zone and then not get called for a uh, illegal defense technical. Yeah, so the de- the defensive rule in the NBA is that uh, is that it's illegal to pl- to be in the lane for more than three seconds, mm-hmm. not guarding actively guarding somebody. So you have to be close enough to be act- actively guarding them. And actually, that's a mis- misnomer. It's a 2.9. So you have to get out. If you're in the lane and you're not guarding anybody, you got to get out of the lane before 2.9. Officials usually don't call that. Not they, they don't like to call it. And, you know, back in the day, you know, when I was coaching with the Mavericks and we played the Kings in the, in the playoffs, Vladi Divac would plant himself purposely in the lane to get that first call. Illegal defense because he knew after that refs, the refs don't want to call it. So you know you're a ref. So I call illegal defense. Boop, technical foul. Shoot the free throw. Of course. And now you're still in it. Boop, boop, technical foul, free throw. How many of those do you want to do till the flow of the game? Well, gets yeah, back? and an official wants to call that early. To, to, right. That's a message to hey, knock it off. I'm watching you. But don't a, do it. But a player is going to keep doing it because he knows he doesn't. It. You don't want to blow it. But in my opinion, they should allow zone regular zone defense. The NBA is the only league in the whole world where you can't play straight-up zone. Which I disagree with. I'm with you 100%. I think they should allow it. Well, speaking of which, I want to take a break, and when we come back, uh, there are rumblings, uh, and this is absurd, that there might not be free throws in the NBA. (laughs) This is is absurd. I want to talk about this story a little bit with you. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's some other stories to get to as well, including uh, some coaching moves. The Detroit Pistons have a new head coach, and his name is Monty Williams, and he's getting paid a lot of money. So we're going to talk a little bit about that as well. Yeah, he just called me yesterday. It's unbelievable. Did he really? Yeah, he's, no. (laughs) I thought you were serious for a second. You know everybody. Chuck Daly is, 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 you know, doing somersaults uh, in his grave right now. I mean, uh, for him to make the amount of money that Monty Williams is going to be making, he would have had to have coached back then for like 400 years. So well, that uh, means coaches, coaching salaries are, are being equal to what player salary. Yeah. Player salaries are, you know, Larry, Larry Bird made 500000 a month, a year. <laughs> Absurd. You can, you can make that on the bench in the first quarter uh, to, in today's game. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, McKeskey going to be joining us for the last segment here. We're going to be talking a little bit. Is that is this even true? Are, are free throws going to be abolished in the NBA? We'll talk a little bit about that. And we got to talk a little VGK hockey because Mo is sporting a Vegas Golden Knights hat. we got to talk about the Stanley Cup Finals Game 1, which I will be at on Saturday night. Let's go, uh, Knights. Yes. So we'll take a quick break. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Pushing the Limits right here on KSHP. everybody are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of brooklyn that true blue new york style pie well worry no more stallone's italian eatery pizza is a knockout we're located at 467 east silverado ranch boulevard just off of premium road half a mile east of south point casino just minutes from the las vegas strip come by and grab a slice of pie plus check out our brooklyn inspired italian cuisine our sandwiches are super hero that is because why be a sub when you can be a hero Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food Vegas forget about it 
Sapphire Pool and Day Club, the world's only topless gentleman's day club, introduces its 2023 pool season lineup with a bevy of beauties and social media celebrities throughout the summer who will all host alongside hundreds of Sapphire's topless poolside entertainers. Enjoy brunch in the sun with items like frittata-style omelets, stripping chicken, and French kiss toast before washing it down with signature summertime cocktails. Ten lines, beware, go bear! Ladies are welcome to go topless within the day club for the ultimate party. Guests can purchase affordable day bed packages, cabana packages, lounge chairs, and more. The best part, though? Pushing the Limits will be broadcasting shows every other Friday throughout the pool season with a ton of surprise celebrity guests. Wow! Reserve your spot now. For more info, visit sapphirepoollv.com or call 702-869-0003. That's 702-869-0003. See you at Sapphire. Buying or selling a home is a huge life event that requires guidance from an expert in the industry and community. My name is Blake Wynn. You may recognize my name as my grandfather was the best governor the state of Nevada has ever had. Growing up in Las Vegas, I've come to know this community intricately. Now, I am raising a family here as well. So I understand all the issues impacting our home and quality of life. As the top realtor for the number one real estate team at Keller Williams, you can have confidence in my experience, knowledge, and track record. When it comes to buying, selling, or investing in real estate, choose a name you can trust and someone who understands the community you call home. Call Blake Wynn today and experience the difference of a trusted expert. 702-540-3311. Hey everybody, it's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits. I want to tell you guys about Sahara West Urgent Care and Wellness. They're conveniently located on the southwest corner of Sahara and Jones. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. At Sahara West Urgent Care, they'll take care of all your healthcare needs. They offer routine services such as physicals, STD testing, car accident treatment and work injuries, you name it, they do it. They have on-site x-ray, EKG, ultrasound and labs. They treat chronic conditions such as asthma, blood pressure, diabetes and more. They also offer general wellness exams and treatments such as testosterone enhancement and cancer screening. They're located on Sahara, 6125 West Sahara Avenue. Their number is 702-248-0554. And the best part, they accept most major insurances and affordable cash pay prices, office visits starting at just $95. And I'm also a client. So please give them a call, 702-248-0554. Welcome back. It is uh, Pushing the Limits on a Thursday. I'm always glad that the mics aren't on when <laughs> we take breaks because you don't want to hear about Shapiro's sex life. No, please. I just learned something, though, Mo, that I didn't know. Did you know that Cialis pills last four days? <laughs> I never knew that. I never knew that either. I, I never That's knew dangerous. that. That's dangerous. Four days. I'm going to the Stanley Cup Finals on Saturday. If I took one of those pills today, I'd be called for high sticking at the game. Yeah, terrible. I, honestly, I never knew that. Now I know. That's over over my head. So what do you do, Mo? Since you're uh, you're an expert when it comes to these pills as well, right? So <laughs> no. what what do you do if if like I know the commercials say, hey, if it lasts more than four hours, seek assistance. <laughs> like, what do you do? Do you just call the doctor and say, hey, I have a uh, erection, it won't go down? Well, what I usually do is. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know. You learn something new on this show every yeah, day. That's I don't a know. call I would not want to yeah, make. Yeah, I know. I know. Geez, that's an embarrassing one. I'll tell you one thing you should do. I know what Chris Wynn would do. He'd he go sh- get a massage on Spring Mountain. That's exactly. what he would do. Yeah, I know that's what but he would do. We should all go to Sahara West. Urgent care. Urgent care. Urgent care. Uh, well, yeah. that's where you would go if you had an erection yeah. that lasts more than four Because Brian hours. is a client. Yes, of course. I am a client. <laughs> Luckily, I've never had to call them for that kind of issue. But if I do yet, it, yet. If, if I do, it definitely would be Sahara West Urgent Care. Or I would call, call Mo and I would ask him to give me advice. That's that's what, I, that's what I would do. But anyway, Paul McKeskey joining me in studio. We just uh, previewed a little bit. How game one. we get over I don't know. You know, game. on break, uh, it's wow. amazing what the things that I talk about, you know, when I'm on break. But uh, <laughs> anyway, Mo and I were going out to, um, well, not together. He's going out with his wife. But uh, we're going out to Pahrump this weekend. We're going to be playing in a charity golf tournament. I'm going to see Mo's golf swing. I'm looking Ooh. forward to that. Talk about uh, rust and rest. There's a lot of rust. On I this haven't golf played swing. golf in two months, but but usually, you know, I, it's like riding a bike for me. I'm sure I'll be fine. But uh, you were a pretty good golfer back in the day. I used to be. I haven't played in over ten years because yeah. of my foot surgeries. But it's going to be fun. I want to hang yeah. out and hit some drives and make some putts and you know just be out there for uh, for it'd charity. Be, it'll be a really good time hanging out with Alan the gang. And uh, how can you lose being in Pahrump? Are you? I mean, uh, come on. Are you and your wife going to be frequenting any of the bunny ranches out there? Uh, not that I know of. Not that but, you know uh, of. Okay. Yeah. Your son works out there though that's kind of cool yeah kinda, he's with the district attorney's yeah, office that's yeah. actually that's actually pretty so cool. he will be taking your uh case when you oh when good you do whatever oh, you're good. gonna do out there lamar odom <laughs> lamar odom took a lot of drugs out there uh he, he's had some issues out there but uh it'll be a fun time out there uh in pahrump no question about it before we talk a little more nba and uh the fact that they might be getting rid of free throws i don't think that's going to happen but we'll get to that but uh, you are sporting it's mode. closer than you think by the way it's ridiculous but uh before we get to that you are wearing uh, a vgk hat and uh the vegas golden knights are in the stanley cup finals game one will be on saturday uh this is really really exciting and i am i am feeling day by day that and by the way when the knights made the Stanley Cup Finals year one. I picked Washington to win that series. They were just a better team. I'm not saying that here. I think these are two very evenly matched teams. I think the Vegas Golden Knights have a slight edge, but I think it's going to be a heck of a series. I really do. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I'm not a hockey fan, but I'm a sports fan. Mm-hmm. And what what the, uh, what the VGK has done in Vegas is a miracle. It's phenomenal. So 10 years ago, you're going to say there's a, going to be a hockey team in Las Vegas, number mm-hmm. one, and they're going to be successful, number two. And they're going to be in the Stanley Cup Finals, number three. Uh, how many people would take that? It's back? incredible. Yeah, so they've yeah. done a great job from the misfits when they first got here, the success they've had. They've had some down years. And to me, it looks like, you know, I'm not a hockey guy. I, I know a little bit. But watching the their makeup, their talent, their coach – and the spirit they have as a team, yeah. you know, I like the way they play. Now, sometimes it's frustrating when they do silly stuff, which is that. But, you know, when they when they move the puck and attack, mm-hmm. then I like it. When they get back on their heels, like any sport, yeah. you get on your heels, you got yeah. problems. And they, I think, they embarrassed Dallas. Yeah. Yep. They embarrassed them at home. They, at they home. really did. Yeah. And that, that was a really impressive win. And Dallas is a physical team. They're very good. You know? And so. they had all their guys. So that, that was really impressive. How much money would I have to offer you uh, to watch you skate on the ice? <laughs> I don't know. I don't is know. there a ballpark figure to sure. see Paul McKeskey sure. skating? 
We, it, you know, it, in a dress. It wouldn't be oh, okay. Now <laughs> I was just going to say it wouldn't be six figures, but you put the dress in there now. It's six figures. <laughs> Is he going to be reading to kids while he does it? Uh, I don't know. That's <laughs> yeah, a good, exactly. Yeah, that's a good. That's which a would, good question. Which would be the worst thing you could do to a kid? You I know? want you holding your lovely wife's hand, skating on the ice, and I want her to pick you up after you fall. <laughs> and I want video of that. I'll put it up on TikTok, With and an, I guarantee you, I'll get tons of views. Can I have an AR over my shoulder? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, maybe I'll have. Well, you'd have to be holding Lauren Bobert's hand in order to do that. But uh, that would be fun. Well, it's gonna... I've, I've never skated. I've roller skated. Never. And, I, and I, no, I never ice skated. I've roller skated. I grew up in California riding a skateboard. So, but you know, uh, watching me try to get up on skis in the water is a joke. So when you were in Detroit, <laughs> you didn't go to a Red Wings game. Uh, I don't think so. Really? I, I don't think so because a lot of times they were playing when we were on the road. You ever meet Scotty Bowman? I don't believe so, no. Wow. No. That was, I mean, it, Detroit's been terrible the last several years, but yeah. uh, basketball team sucks too. Uh, speaking of which, you see how I'm a professional and I, I'm able to wow. make that transition. Nice transition. Yes, what a transition. Detroit Red Wings to the Detroit Pistons. They have a new <laughs> basketball coach, right? Yep. He, the former coach of the Phoenix Suns. Uh, wasn't he signed? How much money was he signed to, Mo? It was a lot of money. I think it was $78 million for six years. I think it's $13 million That's a year. unbelievable. He, he is now the highest paid basketball coach ever in the history of basketball. Does and that make you sick all the years you were a coach in the NBA? No, I mean, it's, as a player, I mean, you know, the more money that he get, the more power to him. Um, actually, it puts him on, on better uh, uh, ground. You know, most uh, coaches, head coaches in the NBA make you know, five to eight million a year, but you know, that's equal to half the players on their roster make more than that. So now at least he's where, you know, less than half of the pe players on his roster make what he's making. So, you know, but it is an unprecedented amount. It's interesting because I've been in this business a long time. I've been looking for jobs. I've had a job. It's a carousel and you need to know who you're talking to when you're talking to them. It's about timing and relationships. And he turned down the Pistons a week ago. Flat out turned them down. Their first offers were, uh, I think, in the uh, $55 million range, and then he went up to 60 And you know what? Maybe everybody has a price, and his was uh, 78 mil because, you know, quite frankly, he's getting paid for the next two years from the Phoenix Suns, $8 million a year. So he, he was not uh, forced to do anything, and he used that to his advantage. Here's a guy, though, that obviously he's a good coach, uh, but he was unable to get – those guys to play together to, to and win. And I understand Chris Paul uh, had his injuries and issues there, but let's be honest, Monty Williams did not get it done in the playoffs. I know he got to the finals. He lost to your Milwaukee Bucks. I get that. But he was not able to get over the hump. Do you think they're overpaying him? Uh, it's hard to say because Detroit Pistons are a totally different team. They're young, talented, probably more willing to listen. One of the biggest problems that Monty had in Phoenix was uh, uh, Aiton. Uh, their center, who they had some kind of rift or whatever, and he couldn't get him on the same page. But, you know, if you sign for this much for this long, you have a young team, you have years to get them where they need. It's not, it's not do or die next year. So next year is let's try to make the playoffs. And then after that, it's let's try to make a run in the playoffs. Right. Then three, four years from now, let's try to get to the East Finals. So, you know, that's uh, – and he is a relations guy. Every player I know, every coach I know loves him. He's been through a lot. He's assistant coach for the, uh, for Popovich with the Spurs for years. Uh, then he got the head job in Phoenix. His wife and one of his children were killed in a car accident a few years back. 
and he took a year off, and then Popovich brought him back as an assistant to get on his feet. So he has a compelling story, and he's a great relations guy. And I think he will relate good to the uh, younger players in Detroit. I think it's a good pick. Yeah, the expectations are going to be a little low to start. He's going to, they're going to give him a plenty of time uh, to develop, and, 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 and we'll have to wait and see what happens. We'll see if the Pistons could get back to uh, yeah, at least I, a playoff team. I'll tell you what, if the Pistons got the first pick in the draft, with Winyambe from France, mm-hmm. uh, he would not be paid as much because that would have been a coveted job that everybody was after. Yeah. But since that didn't happen, now he had the he had the uh, the advantage in the mm-hmm. negotiations. No rumblings in Boston. It seems like they're going to keep their guy for another year at least and, and see what happens there. Uh, I wanted to talk to you uh, about uh, something that is shocking to me and the fact that. Uh, People are seriously considering, I guess, uh, getting rid of free throws in the NBA. Tell me about this story, and do you think it's actually going to happen? And why are they doing this? Well, I think uh, if I'm not if I'm not wrong, I think Van Gundy brought that up. Yes. I think uh, uh, you know that that would be a good idea. Um, you know, and you know, it sounds like uh, your outer space idea right now, but it's not, and I'll tell you why. So when you practice and you scrimmage in a practice and you and you're just scrimmaging, you're playing a live practice, you got refs or whatever, and a ref calls a foul, you just count the basket and you keep playing. That's what you do. Uh and uh and then if you don't do that, if you're in a say a professional a semi pro combine here in Las Vegas where players are trying to get jobs or whatever, and you're in a scrimmage, you you'll shoot one to make uh, you'll, you'll either, uh, if it's an N1, you'll just count the free throw and mm-hmm. let's play because we want to see your play. Right. Or if you're going to shoot free throws, you just shoot one free throw. Yeah. And that's what you do in practice a lot. One, one for two. And actually, the G League for the last two years have used that rule in their games. So if you get fouled in a shooting foul and shoot free, two free throws, you shoot one and it's equal two points. If you get fouled shooting the three, you shoot one and it's worth three points. Mm. Until the last two minutes of the game, then free throws are regular. They've been using that rule for two years now. And, uh, uh, I, I like it to some point. I don't, I think it punishes good free throw shooters more than bad. But if they're using it in the G League, they're looking at it to, uh, use in the NBA. Not no free throws, but maybe limited free throws. And, you know, I always thought we, when I coached in the G League, we used the FIBA D, uh, goaltending rule. When it hits the rim, it's live. You can knock it off the rim or you can dunk it in, tip dunk. It's exciting. Mm-hmm. So they've used that rule for years and it's never transferred into the NBA for some reason. I think it should. But the fact that the G League is using that one free throw for two, and one for three means that they're seriously looking at that kind of vision in the next few years. They're getting their data ready. It would certainly speed up the game. Yeah. There's then, no question about that. Yeah. And I think it, like they're getting their data ready. Does it, how much, does it speed up the game? How much does it speed up the game? Does it affect the, the game, uh, win or lose at the end? But if you put that modified at a two minute mark, you're going to shoot regular free mm-hmm. throws. So that kind of takes that little edge off. I think, like I said, I think it, it penalizes the good free throw shooter because a good free throw shooter is going to make two out of two or three out of three. A bad free throw shooter might make one out of two or one out of three. But if he makes the first one, he's a bad free throw shooter. But how does this affect intentional fall? Not intentional falls, but when you're trying to follow somebody to stop the clock to try to come back in a game, how would it affect that? Well, if, if it's the same rule, you, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be same. They're going to, they're going to shoot one free throw. Uh, to make one point because right. it's a technical and then right, you get the right, ball. Right, so, right. you know, but I, I, you know, I think it, 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 I think it helps bad free throw shooters in the long run. Cause even if you're a bad free throw shooter, 
you're going to you probably make one out of three. Even if you're bad, you're 30%, right? But maybe you make the first one, you know? But, you know, like if you're on the bench and the, guy, and the guy's a bad free throw shooter and he's got two free throws and he makes the first one and I'm on the other coach, I'm going, he's going to miss this one. Yeah. So all the players are thinking, he's going to miss this you one. You think this will be implemented eventually? I, I don't know. I would have to look at what the stats are in the G League over the two years. NBA is a multi-billion dollar business that's growing every day they're not stupid uh but they're not they also think outside the box and they will take all that data they will talk to the coaches they'll talk to the players they will talk to the scouts and they'll say hey did you like this did you not like that did it affect games and then they'll make the decision but it's not crazy crazy out of the realm of possibility no free throws out of the realm one for two in conversation. Interesting. We'll have to wait and see what happens here, but I'm all for anything that speeds up the game, whether it's Major League Baseball with the uh, pitch clock, so to speak. I was totally in favor of that, uh, and we'll have to wait and see uh, what happens moving forward. Who do you think is the the most important team in the NBA with the mo- that would have the most important offseason where they're going to have to make some really key decisions? Who do you think that would be? Ooh, Boston. They have to decide on Jalen Brown. Right. They have to stay. Do we run it back? Mm-hmm. They're going to have to. They got to get a big guy. They got. They, they got to decide on Horford or Williams the third. Let's make Williams the third a better offensive player, and then it's him. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Lakers. Uh, you know they have. They have to make the decisions. Uh, I think the Bucks with Middleton has a decision to be made also. Mm-hmm. So those are the top teams that. You know, are are going to have to make decisions, and then probably the biggest one is the Warriors. Hmm. What are they going to do? Are they, they just gonna... got rid of their general manager, right? He just he, stepped down. He Why? Stepped down. Why? You know, well, let me talk. Like their their position now is: uh, Do we resign Dr- Draymond Green? He's a he's a he's a he has a player option of I think twenty nine or thirty million this year. Mm-hmm. So if he says I want to play this year. Here's your thirty million. Right. If he says no, I'm out of here. He's a free agent. He go anywhere he wants. So that's a big decision. And then, so the what, with, uh, the Warriors have to decide: Do we want him back, and will we pay him that much money? Because if they max him out and sign a couple new players, their salary and uh, 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 tax for next year will be five hundred million dollars, mm-hmm. the highest of any team ever in the history of basketball. Wow! So they have to make that decision and. As far as um, uh, the GM and president uh, stepping down, I believe, and I've known him for years. He was the GM of the Santa Cruz Warriors, their G League affiliate. And I coached against his teams. I've sat with them after and before games and talked. Great guy, family guy, uh, really takes things to heart, does things different than other GMs in the NBA, meaning he doesn't treat players and coaches as pawns. He treats them as human beings, and mo- a lot of teams pe- te- treat them. You're just a piece to me. You're a rook, and or you're a castle, or you're whatever, and I can trade you and move you. He doesn't do that. So what I think happened is he got to a point where he's looking at his roster, he's looking at his money, he's looking at his owners, knowing if I want all my family to come back, it's going to be a lot of money, even if I can do it. And now I'm going to have to tell who I, Draymond Green or whoever, I treat as a son. I'm going to have to tell him, we've been through the wars, we've been up and down, and, and I love you, but I got to, you got to leave. Yeah. So I think in, instead of that, I think he decided to step away. 
Interesting. I, I agree with you. Boston has a huge offseason with uh, decision making, and we'll see if the Golden State Warriors and what they do in the offseason as well. I don't know if you saw this article. I, I was looking a little bit. Scotty Pippen did a podcast recently, and in that podcast, he made some, uh, I don't want to use the term derogatory, but uh, <laughs> about Michael Jordan. He said, horrible player to play with, terrible player. Now, when he says terrible player, he's not saying terrible player as far as talent i I hope but you know the 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 comments that's and scotty pippen's a weird dude right he's a weird dude not extremely well liked by a lot of people very selfish but uh i was just surprised at some of the statements that he made and do we have do we have we have a little bit of it i wanted to play a little bit of it for you and then get your comments here's scotty pippen on this podcast lebron will be the greatest statistical guy to ever play the game of basketball and there's no comparison to him none so does that make him the greatest player to ever play the game? I'll leave that out for debating because I don't believe that there's a great player because our game is a team game and one player can't do it. Like, I seen Michael Jordan play before I came to play with the Bulls. You guys seen him play. He's a horrible player. He was horrible to play with. He was all one-on-one. He's shooting bad shots. And... All of a sudden, we become a team and we start winning. Everybody forgot who he was. All right. So, Mo, he's a, quote, horrible player, horrible to play with. What is Scottie Pippen talking about? Well, obviously, he does, if he – I don't think he meant that because if he meant he was a horrible player, <laughs> he doesn't know basketball at all. Number two is he's so off base with uh, LeBron has the best statistics in the NBA ever. That's Will Chamberlain. It's not even debatable. Come on, look at the record books. He still has 38 records. Right. No, 100 points a game. More 60-point games 10 times than anybody. I mean, that's it, not – if you look at statistics, that is so blatantly wrong, uh, no matter what LeBron does. Uh, is it just jealousy? Why does Scottie Pippen always say negative things about – I'm not talking about Michael Jordan the person. Okay, I do that. I mean, <laughs> but I'm talking about the basketball player. Uh, some of the best players of all time are one-on-one. Have you not seen LeBron James play? Okay, he was one on one. Larry Bird was one on one. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was one on one. I don't understand. I don't understand that statement. Now, when you say horrible to play with, I think I understand a little bit of what he's coming from with, uh, like a Kobe Bryant type player getting in guys' faces in practice. Uh, too much of a competitor where he made it uncomfortable to play with him. Like I can understand that aspect of it. But when you, but he started, he started like criticizing him for being a one-on-one player i mean michael jordan uh, in the 87 88 season alone he averaged 35 points per game five and a half rebounds per game uh six assists per game i mean i mean his field goal percentage was over 50 percent he was the mvp the scoring champ the steals leader what the hell is scotty pippen talking about well i think uh number one i was there so when uh, MJ came into the league, I was with the Milwaukee Bucks. We were by far the better team. We swept them out of the playoffs all the time. Mm-hmm. But Michael Jordan was one of the best players on the floor at every time, every game, no matter who was playing. Uh, now, over the years, he got, he got better because he improved. His jump shot, his post-up game, his passing all improved because he worked on it. And his strength, he got stronger. But here's what, what, if you're looking at one-on-one and all that stuff, whatever, but if you're looking at championships, so he got better. Nobody knew who he was. Well, he got, he got championships because he learned how to trust his teammates. Right. Passing it to Paxton, passing it to Kerr, and he got better teammates too. Mm-hmm. So he trusted them, and then we could not beat him 
after that. But, um, you know, there's something and, you know, I don't know. I, I know, uh, MJ a little bit. Uh, he was the owner of the, uh, Charlotte Bobcats when I was assistant coach there. Uh, I've traveled with them, you know, on a plane or not his plane. I wish, but, uh, you know, I've been in the locker room. I've been in the, on a bus talking. So I, you know, I know him a little bit, very competitive, one of the most competitive guys you'll ever know. Um, can be a, an ass sometimes to people and rub people the wrong way. Uh, but at some point, something between him and Scotty, you know, maybe it was the uh, uh, migraine headache thing. Maybe it was, uh, you know, the coach picking Tony Kukoc to take the shot instead of him. That's a ridiculous uh, story, by right, the way. Right. That's a and, selfish, ridiculous you know, story. And I'll tell you who would have the most uh, input on that is Bill Cartwright. Because Bill Cartwright was in that huddle and Bill Cartwright is in that locker room. But there's Phil so- Jackson, too, no? Yeah, yeah. But Bill Cartwright would say was yeah. you know he he heard what was being said where coaches sometimes don't but mm-hmm. there's something there whatever it is insecurity uh, ego uh, uh, disappointment that you know Scotty I think Scotty Pippen was MVP of the NBA when MJ was re- re- uh, retired right yeah I think he got MVP yeah so you know maybe he took away or was under his shadow but uh, come on Scotty let it go brother yeah and I'm sure that uh, Pippen's ex dating uh jordan's son mm-hmm. has nothing to do with it that's that's actually a good point uh that's got to cause a lot but of. but i mean okay let's look at so mj career whatever scotty Pippen, great player mj uh uh jordan brand mj still makes 300 million dollars a year on his brand 300 million a year more than any nba player pippen made some decent money was an mvp uh great player has some championships filed for bankruptcy mm-hmm. uh struggles a little bit so maybe there's some of that uh, uh, there, too. I don't know. Pippen's just a weird guy, and, yeah, right. and, he, and he's not the nicest guy in the world, and he's cheap. Not to say that Jordan isn't, because uh, these are two guys that are extremely selfish people. They're not extremely well-liked. They're womanizers. They're just not good people. They're not good role models. I'm sorry. They're just yeah. not. But if you're going to say, like, I can say, and you know what? If he said Michael Jordan was hard to play, play with, mm-hmm. okay, you play with him. I believe you. But if you say Michael Jordan was a horrible player— I got I got a problem with that. <laughs> yeah, well, that's I don't understand why he would make a, an idiotic statement like that. There's a lot of people that, and I will compare it to Kobe Bryant. A lot of people that didn't like playing with Kobe Bryant because he was difficult to play with. As far as the ultimate competitor he was, he demanded more than a lot of players were willing to give. Jimmy Butler, yeah, Jimmy Butler's talk another to one. the Minnesota Timberwolves. Jimmy Butler's another <laughs> one. But I'll tell you what, the way this guy is playing, yeah. uh, I'm really excited to see uh, the game tonight. He's a, a guy like that. So he's going to push you to you can be great. Or he's going to tear you apart and you can't deal with it. All right. Your pick tonight, Mo, before we go. Who's winning tonight? What's going to happen out there? I'm, I'm buying those points with you, 16. I'm taking Miami. Ooh, you're taking. Ooh. So when you you think Miami's going to win the game outright? I think they could. Uh, you know, at this series, I mean, you know how bad I am anyway. But, <laughs> but you know what? Uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a rust and rest guy. And 10 days is a long time to you're, sit. You are turning into the Chris Wynn of sports betting, by the way. You're turning how, into that, Mo. That's not how, a good how thing. About, how about what do we get if Miami wins the first half? We could, we do that, right? Yeah, we can do that. But I don't know. Uh, I, you've only made one sports bet. No, two sports bets with me in your entire life. Will you be making one tonight? Is there a possibility? Uh, No. Okay, fair enough. Fair <laughs> I'm going to enjoy the game fair with enough. you. 
enjoy the game with you and see how frustrated and you yell at the TV and I'm just going to smile. By the way, I'm not going to be wearing any of your jerseys anymore because I look like Casper the Friendly Ghost. Was, you look, I look you definitely so sick. Did. You yeah. look whiter than uh, uh, Chris Mullins. I look definitely, I look like I just got like a blood transfer. I don't know. I look like, I don't know. I, I look terrible. Uh, the vampire so, guy. Yeah, I looked really bad in that picture. Anyway, Mo, thanks for coming as always. We're going to enjoy the game tonight. Uh, TC coming up next. We'll take a, uh, a 22-hour break. We'll see you tomorrow, folks. Have a great day, everybody.